Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest up-and-coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring. And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Welcome back to the 301 Podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Sarah de Klerk. And besides being a model, she devotes a big amount of time being a life coach. In this episode, we talked about what it means to be in the service of evolution. And we will explore the silence and the unknown to break down the ego construct. If you don't know what it means, listen closely to this episode. There's a lot to learn. If you hear some birds in the background, don't be distracted. Sarah is living currently in Byron Bay and she's very close to the nature, which makes it a very, very authentic and real episode to listen to. The first half an hour we talked a lot about the model business because she was an internationally booked model, how she coped with it and from an early age uh, was in the business and how it developed. And after that we go really into depth about personal development, uh, how to get started and her views on it. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast and as usual we'll get into it in 3, 1. So all the way from down under and today at the microphones at the 301 podcast, I would like to welcome Sarah de Klerk. Welcome to the 301 podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's an absolute honor and a pleasure. And I'm really excited um, what we're going to dive into today. Yeah, likewise, yeah. likewise. But first things first, how happy are you that you don't have to live to the Dutch autumn? <laughs> yes, I'm very happy with that. So currently, actually, I'm looking at, uh, so we moved to Byron Bay uh, in Australia, new home, and I'm looking at a bunch of trees and the ocean in the background. So yes, I'm very pleased with that and very grateful <laughs> as well. Very, very grateful. I'm very jealous. But before we get into all the, before we get into all the difficult uh, topics, I would like to give you the chance quickly to introduce yourself, uh, who you are. We already heard where you are but also who you are and uh, what you do currently. Yeah, so, um, yeah, beautiful. Uh, my name is Sarah de Klerk, uh, like you mentioned, and I'm a 25-year-old young entrepreneur. Uh, I'm originally from the Netherlands. I grew up in The Hague. Um, then I moved to the countryside, and then I studied in Utrecht and Amsterdam. In the meantime, I started modeling when I was uh, 14 years old. Uh, so I did modeling um, all the way through through high school and then through uni as well. Um, so, and I did it a lot of the time from a distance. So I could travel and I could model at the same time. Um, through that, I really like, I really started to get into self-development and that first started off with a lot of mindset stuff and like um, Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins and yeah, all the big names and really interested in all of that. Um, and yeah, just I had a lot of time to travel and to read and to just yeah, connect with myself uh, because there weren't, weren't that many people around. Um, I was I was with myself a lot traveling, which have which is very awesome. I love to be by myself, so that's really nice. But um, yeah, so that really led me into self development, human development, and um, went through some life changing experiences myself um one of them was also a breakup with my ex my ex-partner um five-year relationship and it really started to make me think of like 
what 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 am I? Where am I gonna go with with my life? What am I gonna do? And um, it started to to make me think differently. And I think also all the mm-hmm. travel and all the books that I've been reading uh, have led me in that path. So from there, um, yeah, it just really started to change my life in a lot of ways. Um, from tra- moving to Australia um, with my current partner at the moment. Um, and then also going really wanting to contribute in the world and a bigger picture and with creative expression as well. So this is this is more the human development side. Um, I see a lot of value in people growing up and waking up through their personality structures. Um, because if we want to survive and thrive in this world, um, that's very necessary. Um, and I do that through coaching and also through creativity. So behind the creativity is really, so as a child, I just like to be creative and do art and draw and paint and take pictures. And I was always very creative and I noticed in the modeling industry um, that that creative side of me was a little bit not expressed anymore. And I think it had to do with a fair bit of stress at some point. Um, so yeah, that creative side wasn't really expressed anymore. And I started to really dive into that again and explore that part of me and that part of how creative expression is so, from my perspective, healing in a lot of ways. And um, th- and the message behind the art has always been to connect with self and to connect with, with others and to connect with the bigger world around us and yeah, reality as a whole. Yeah, so th- that's what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Nice, and uh, yeah, you you touched on all topics that we're gonna talk about. Um, <laughs> maybe we can we can yeah because it's it's amazing because that's exactly what what I wanted to to also hear. Um, and let's start to to break it down a little bit and and uh, dive into each topic a little bit deeper. So you said um, you started pretty young already that uh, with modeling. You were 14 years old. Um, how do you get into modeling? How does it work? how how does it work in general is um different for different people but i've heard a few store few different kind of stories um um some people some girls or or boys uh sign up themselves so they go to a modeling agency or they email you they call them they sign up and they send photos and then they get invited into the agency or not and then that's where the ball sort of starts rolling uh, for me, I was, I was, it's like, it's very much the typical story. Um, I was, yeah, so I was 14, maybe I was 13 at that time. No, I think I was 14, just 14. And I was shopping with my mom in Amsterdam. And like I said before, we lived in the countryside at some point. So it was like this big adventure to Amsterdam shopping with my mom. So yeah, we were in the, I think in the Zara or H&M, one of the big stores. And um that's where my booker walked up to me and she asked me if I wanted to do, if I ever thought of modeling and if I was interested in doing that. Um, and then um, I said, well, yes. And then from there we booked in our first um, test shoot. So most of the time you first do a test shoot as a model to see if you feel comfortable behind the cam- uh, in front of a camera and, uh, if you if you just have a natural sort of feel for for feeling into the body and knowing what postures look good and all that sort of stuff and yeah. as a young girl it wasn't necessarily a dream of me 
uh, I haven't I haven't put much thought in it before that uh, before that I was scouted. Um, but it was also not for some reason I somewhere knew before we went to Amsterdam um, that that was something gonna happen, and I didn't know what exactly. But apparently it was this, and it yeah, it like it influenced my life in a lot of ways in very positive and influential ways. Um, So that's where it all started with a test shoot and a scouting in in Amsterdam. Yeah. Was it easy for you to put yourself out there? You said before, yeah, I was outgoing and I tried to express myself all the time because a lot of like 14 years, that's uh, the puberty starts. So a lot of things are changing. Was it easy for you to be in front of the camera and to be very natural or did you really have to learn it? So from from my perspective that went super natural um especially the in front of the camera work and and all of that like i was quite aware of from a very young age how to but not even consciously aware i just did it kind of thing there wasn't much thought going on in that process um but in a way aware of how my body looked in front of the camera and what to do and i i could listen to the photographer and i could see with sort of a creative eye which which I always sort of have had um like what looked good and what didn't look good um I did a lot of practicing as well like I don't I don't want to underestimate that uh so I did catwalk training at some point and I did some I did quite a fair, fair bit of test shoots and through the test shoots you learn a lot through uh yeah how to pose and that sort of stuff and so that was quite easy. And from my parents, I think I really learned how to stay grounded in the whole process. So I didn't have much problem with speaking to people at a young age or, um, yeah, just, just doing my thing, basically. Um, that came all quite naturally. Oh, that's amazing. Like, then maybe you were a little bit like a natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think a bit as well. Um, but there also went some work into it, but I never felt it never felt for me that it came like everything came naturally in that sense. I did put work in it, but it wasn't mm. a struggle, so to speak, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Um, the last uh, two days, I, I was googling a lot of uh, pictures of you, and I, I saw your your portfolio on um, like your your model agency. Uh, and if you look at those pictures, they are like very nice um, yeah, expressions. And now you have like quite some experience also as a model since many years. How much is the photographer's work and how much is your work of like expressing yourself? Is it that he puts you in that position and then takes the picture mm. or is it you contributing? Like what is the ratio? Who contributes more to the picture? Is it you expressing it or the photographer putting you in the position? Yeah, good question. Um, that is really different. Um, some some shoots, it's very much um, me expressing myself, and there's not much rules or guidelines. It's mo- they they sometimes show me a mood board, and then it's like it's something like this, and then I just give it a go. And of course, the photographer, like the model photographer, work together always because the photographer is photographer is the one who can see the picture directly, and then for and from that it gives some sort of tips or yeah comments on on 
what would be a good move next. Um, but most of the time I've been working with photographers that are quite free flowy in that sense. So mm-hmm. don't put me in a, like a strong position. And a few times it, yeah, it happened like that. So then it was like, this was the specific image that they had in mind. And um, they had this specific image in mind also with hair and makeup and all that sort of stuff that surrounds it as well. Um, and therefore, yeah, then, then it was more the photographer's positioning me. What I've noticed for myself in the whole process is that I do a way better job and the photo looks way better when I get, get to just free flow as well as the photographer. Like when both yeah. merge together in a creative process, um, often works way better. Um, it just comes more naturally because it's, a, you know, with the, with the creative process, especially with the photographer and the model working together, it's two different people that needs to sort of merge in together into this world of creativity and express something together, uh, which is an art in and of itself. And um, yeah, I, from my perspective, that happens more naturally and, and most fluidly when uh, both people just show up and then work together and with not much thought put into it before showing up of course there's a little bit of a planning and a guideline and this is what we sort of go for like of course there's some sort of structure to it uh but yeah that's also what i find most fun so maybe i'm a little bit biased there <laughs> <laughs> nice and and if you let's say you come together with a nice photographer you do your free flow you have uh, your creative you put in your creative creativity then we receive that perfectly sculpted pictures that that look amazing but what are people not seeing about the model business that you would like the people to see um i think a lot of people like of course i don't know what other people think necessarily because i don't know their perspective i can only speak from my own experience and from what i'm hearing from direct people around me or direct friends or just people who aren't really in the um, modeling industry. And most of the time, those people very much refer to like Holland's Next Top Model or American Next Top Model, whatever else we've got on TV going on about that, which is a show. Like, that's just a show, right? That is different to the actual world. Um, What I can share about the modeling industry, the world, is that it's, it's... like I've experienced it in a lot of ways very, very positive. It's it's a really beautiful way to express creativity for as well designers as for photographers, as for models, as for uh, makeup artists. Um, it's very creative. It's very, um, yeah, I think as a model, you have to be somewhat bold in a way because you travel a lot and uh, you go different places a lot without necessarily knowing what you're gonna get so it's just like okay i'm stepping into a flight and i actually don't really know where i'm going and that's for me very positive because i like that adventure so i guess like maybe some people would get overwhelmed by that i don't know uh but i experienced it as a very very positive positive thing um when i did modeling for um for full time so that means that you so sometimes that it just shoots in um suits in other countries or in other cities um and then they just fly you over you're in a hotel for a few days and you you get fly back right so it's quite it's quite easy in that sense what i've experienced with modeling full-time then 
I was like for a few months in Singapore and then a few months in London and then a few months in Paris, whatever it was. And what I experienced in that world is it's um, because because I personally got a little bit more sucked into the modeling world as just the only not the only truth because I still had contact with my parents and my friends in the Netherlands but it was more of a world for me than when I just went over for three days then you're just in there for three days do your thing and then you go back whilst if you're in there for like let's say six months then it's yeah it's yeah you have to be quite quite yeah grounded and 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 mindful of where your thoughts go in that process which led me to the whole self-development and spiritual side of things as well um because that's what i first had noticed that how important that is for any form of success and success can be defined in many different ways but for me success also always meant some form of joy and happiness and now it means pure joy and happiness but then i always sort of knew that it is about happiness more so than any other form of success money or status or whatever it is mm. um so i never lost that side of the thing like I, I felt quite grounded in that world personally um but there are some sides of it like yeah i, I got told that i needed to lose weight i got told that i wasn't pretty enough i got told that uh, beautiful girls aren't smart which has been quite a interesting process for me as well in that aspect um yeah, yeah like there, the, you have to be quite strong in 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 what you know and what you stand for to to tackle all of that and there were moments for me that i was quite like yeah that i felt um either lonely or or just like oh i don't know if i can do this like that sort of thoughts um but it wasn't, and then also the very positive side of a lot of adventure and time to reflect on myself, hey, like in the, in a, in, in just a different, seeing different cultures, seeing different worlds, seeing different way of doing work. Like I, I think because of modeling from a very young age, I get a very entrepreneurial um, view on life. Like I don't, I don't really, like I know it exists, but I don't really believe in a nine to five. I don't think that's very yeah inspiring for me at least um mm. so th it, like it, it shaped my my uh, view of the world in a lot of ways i think and i think from an outside perspective it's often viewed quite negative um which i don't see as true i, I like there are some parts that are like less happy or whatever but there are also parts that are super super amazing and super insightful and joyful and I had a lot of great experiences so i think i'm curious i'm I'm kind of curious myself how other people see that and where that specifically is coming from like obviously they're influenced by something and um yeah i find that i find that interesting uh because for me it's yeah. really a it, it has been really a really positive experience overall yeah I think it's also very much influenced by by the media, of course, as you said. Uh, if you have like those programs, uh, uh, the Dutch Next Top Model, uh, the America's Next Top Model, uh, those are it's. I mean, it's in the end, it's trash TV, right? They they always try to make a story out of it. They always try to make it look uh, worse than it is actually. Uh, and that whole creativity and like uh, cr really amazing creative people coming together on a set 
uh, creating a mood board and then having an amazing shoot this is like often like not uh, like seen uh, actually and i think that that's also where mm. where it comes a little bit um from um but you i mean I personally don't think that uh, I don't have like that bad reputation in my in my mind, but I know that a lot of people do. Um, but what I found very interesting that you said, uh, yeah, you you were told um, not that you're not pretty, that uh, beautiful women can or beautiful girls can cannot be smart, uh, which I find very very yeah very crazy actually. Um, do you think that this world is also changing a little bit? That we see some sort of change in that. Uh, so that is the first question and second question is how did you cope with that like what were your mechanisms in that time because i think this was the time that you went into self-development uh, how did you cope in the beginning with with those yeah maybe also like bad experiences uh, being told that you're maybe not smart or not pretty enough mm, yeah good question um first question was sorry can you repeat that again And the, the the first question is, do you think that the fashion industry and the model business is changing in some sort of way that we also move away from those stereotypical ideals of uh, beauty? Or do you think yeah. that it still has a long way to go? Well, um, yeah, like it's a good question. And I, I find it hard to answer because... Um, like we like what we're seeing now on instagram with the girl next door with uh looking like um like kim kardashian or whatever i don't know if that's much healthier uh to be honest um so i think we don't necessarily have a long way to go in the modeling industry yes in the modeling industry we do have a long way to go as well as a lot of other industries i don't think the modeling industry is the only or one of the ones industries that has a long yeah. way to go i think a lot of industries as well as the building industry or the law industry like for example we're all using social media and phones and all of that and the law and the moral aspects around it are far behind on yeah. what we're doing with those platforms. So I think that industry has a long way to go in that sense. And yes, the modeling industry has a long way to go as well. And I think um, what will be positive move, move in that direction would be people. I think it starts with the individual in a lot of ways, as well as the systems. like it both works together. So the systems and, how we operate within the system and cultural as a whole, as a society has influence upon how people, how people view themselves and, and, and interpret the world individually, as well as individuals have their own part to play in, in that whole and in that society. So I think it, it goes both ways in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think what I've seen, and therefore that's also one of the reasons that I went into human development is that it starts with self. It's, it's like the world changes from each perspective of where we each stand in our location on this planet, basically. So looking into self and inquiring into, into the self, which I would call the ego construct, um, is, is the way to go from my perspective for this. And that can be done in all sorts of ways. So that can, can be done through meditation, through reading books around it through working with a coach has been super effective for me uh, i work with a coach as well and um to have a mirror for someone to reflect the truth back to you because of some things that we can't maybe can't see ourselves so that has been mm -hmm. 
really effective for me. And in the, that's what I'm doing now. But in that time to answer your second question, like how did I cope with, how did I cope with, with, yeah, with my state or my thoughts and emotions in that time was um, just very simply, actually not taking it too serious. Um, seeing the joke of, of it all. Um, and definitely like I got, I, and I'm in a, a far away from where I am now from a, from a developmental spiritual perspective as where I was, because we're talking about more or less four years ago now, uh, where I was yeah. back then. But in that time, um, how did I cover that? Yeah. Like I could, I could reflect on it a fair bit. So I was like, uh, and bring myself to a quite bigger perspective of like, okay, it doesn't matter as long as I'm happy kind of thing. Like that was sort of a way that I would reframe it for myself in a, in a way that, uh, yeah, I just sometimes just didn't, didn't give a fuck, um, which was very useful in other ways, because I think in an industry like that, if you are very invested in the industry with your, from an identity perspective and from a self perspective, it can get quite, yeah, like dangerous in the sense of like, that can do a lot for a person like that can cause all sorts of things. And I think I could bring myself to a bigger perspective and by bigger perspective, I mean, just looking from a more objective point of view to the situation and myself in that situation as well. So I could see myself from quite an objective view within those situations. And, and then I could also see often, um, where other people were coming from when they said that to me. So let's say a photographer would say to me, you're not pretty enough. I, I, I would always like, this is, this is their perspective. This is not the, the truth. So I didn't, I had quite a healthy level of discernment at that time already and now as well. But at that time, like I couldn't quite discern quite well what I took on and what I didn't took on. So it was like, okay, this is your, your point of view, your opinion. And that's cool. Um, yeah. And sometimes, like sometimes, it was harder than other times. I like I have to admit that too. Of course, like it's it wasn't that I could always see that, but yeah, most situations I was like quite able to to hold myself, um, yeah, quite well. Uh, I also had a lot of support from my family and friends, um, which just gave me to to just share my thoughts and feelings, and that always uh, helped me. Yeah. I find it super interesting, um, like that standpoint, because like normally you don't have that. So uh, thank you for that, that, that you share also like openly how you felt and, and also like how you went into it. And it also becomes very clear that from already very early on, uh, you invested a lot in, in self-development and in working on yourself and starting with yourself. Um, and I also would like to talk about uh, your current job because you said before you work now for, for ESN as a self-development coach, but maybe one step before, um, when did you decide to, to leave the Netherlands and leave everything behind and say, okay, let's go to Australia. And then how did you end up as a self-development coach? Oh, good question. Um, I, so when, as in in time related, I decided that about, um, I think it's like a year and three months ago now. Um, so I finished uni. Uh, that's where it more, more or less started. I finished uni and I uh, broke up with my ex-partner back then, which led me into a sort of a situation of like five-year relationship, breaking up. Um, 
finishing uni, which I did for four and a half years or so. And oh, all of a sudden I felt myself in this sort of gap of like, okay, I can literally do anything. And what do I want to do? And I didn't really know. And um, I felt actually quite overwhelmed at the time as well. Like I, there were so many options and I didn't know what to do. And one of the things I did know is was like, I'm going to do something for myself. I didn't know how it's going to look or how it's, how it's going to work out but I did know I want to do something for myself so there was sort of a sort of a sort of agreement so to speak um that I made with myself and but I thought before I do that I'm going to start traveling uh so I traveled through um Indonesia and um and, and Bali and just traveled there with two two good friends of mine um I also this is a little bit before that, but I, I met I met my current partner um, when I was in San Sebastian. This is like now three years ago or so, and then we just had eye contact there, and then we sat in the same plane. All of a sudden, this is quite a long story, so I'll uh, I'll make it short. But <laughs> we sat in the plane at the same time, and then uh, we exchanged phone numbers and that sort of stuff. So. So we got in. We kept in touch, and my my current partner is Australian, so he's an Aussie, and we kept in we kept in touch for a year or so online. And then I, when I went traveling, I um I asked him, hey, do you do you want to meet up in in Bali? I'm gonna travel, and uh, would be nice to see you. Uh, we had quite a, some Zoom calls and phone calls and that sort of stuff. So then we met up in Bali, and it just like, yeah, it just clicked. It was just like this is it. So we traveled together back to the Netherlands and then we spent some time with my family in the Netherlands um, together. And then I decided to come to Australia with him, basically. Um, it was sort of on my on my plan to travel through Australia, but then, yeah, um, yeah, we happened. Uh, so then my partner and I happened and then, um, yeah, we decided to go to Australia and um I'm, I was always super curious about Australia and I remember saying it to him as well like um, when I was about I don't know like 11 or something I had this like vision of myself living in Australia so maybe it was supposed to be um, so that's it that's so then I decided from there I decided to really go to Australia uh, in Australia um, so in the Netherlands I already started my art business um, that was really that really came alive after traveling in in Bali and Indonesia. I think Indonesia is a very beautiful place to also connect with self in a lot of ways. Um, and I really started to define what it what it was that I wanted. I already had like a lot of lists and things on that I made of like I wanted to be something creative and I wanted to be something like this and I something like uh, sustainable and I wanted to have something um, to do with um uh, like self-expression and exploring the self and so that's i sort of wove all of that into art and started my art business um and then in australia i uh yeah continued on with the art business um did a few modeling jobs just to settle myself in a bit and um yeah to get to know the industry here a bit as well it's really nice here by the way the modeling industry so that's a good thing and um then about uh eight months ago i think is it maybe a little bit shorter um i started um doing coaching 
and um yeah currently doing it and very much enjoying it and i see a lot of um my future being with coaching which is very much a mix of self-development nlp so it's neuro-linguistic programming which is all about the structures and the and the meaning making of the mind and then um spirituality all woven into into each other um and also doing art yeah so both and some modeling potentially here and there if it if it pops up but my main focus is not there necessarily Yeah. yeah and and what is it sounds super super interesting so i have a lot of questions um what is your field of expertise now when you like how do you approach uh, let's say coaching so let's let's say i i would come to you and say like hey sarah i I don't know i don't feel creative anymore i uh, had like a couple of bad experience in my in my job um like what are the first um, things and first steps to to do on the on the journey yeah good question um so i would first work on the meaning making around what makes someone think that they're not creative anymore uh because we're always creating meaning whether we know it or not we're living in stories and those stories can either be very positive and very um regenerative or not so positive and yeah we all live in different kind of stories in different kind of contexts as well so i would really look at what is the context that that's showing up for someone um certain ideas about not being creative or not feeling um courageous or not uh, yeah just not going for it or daring things and it's really about breaking breaking down the ego construct which is the identity structure that people identify with um and seeing where those mistaken habits basically mistaken habits of the mind uh, occur and So, uh, yeah, really starting with the meaning making around certain things and how those associate with values, with beliefs, with identity structures, with how people code time. That's a big part as well with memories, because we all bring our memories into the present moment in a way. Otherwise, yeah, we wouldn't have a past, uh, which is actually true. But yeah, so that's how I would start with um, with with the meaning making and the beliefs mostly. and then related to certain contexts or to certain certain situations that people find themselves in because it's often related to certain contexts no. yeah yeah super interesting i mean <laughs> this topic alone we could probably talk for an hour but uh, they also should uh, book a coaching if they want exactly <laughs> and it and really it really is for everyone hey that's the beautiful thing it's not even like people want to want to do all sorts of things in their life maybe they want to express themselves more openly to to their partner or uh, they want to show up differently in work or, you know, like all sorts of things. I'm I'm working with as well, creative side of things, but also all sorts of situation that people might find themselves in. So yeah, probably um, book in a coaching session is probably the easiest way to find <laughs> out more. It's, 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 a, it's a quite complex, complex, uh, yeah, holistic approach. So it's, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will put the, the link in the, into the show notes <laughs> from you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> thank you um what, what does it do to you if you're able to help people like how how do you 
or like what yeah what does it give you maybe if you if you help people because i find that uh, yeah it's a, actually a cool thing and maybe for example like uh, modeling and and it's also like a way to express yourself but i think it's it's very like it's uh, basically only receiving so you receive uh, no only sending so you're sending a picture and someone likes it or doesn't like it um and how is that for for example with coaching like what does it do to you if you if you coach people if you if you help people yeah um well i think it has been like yeah it's like it's it's such an important part for me of why i do what i do uh and it's the way the way it's been seen from here now is that it's not so much me helping someone it's really in being in service of evolution and what i mean by that is um like it really what we hear are why why are we here on this planet right like why why do we humans walk around on this planet and there has to be some sort of um positive influence we can have on the way we choose to live our lives and the way we choose to live with the planet and everything on it animals nature yeah. whatever so um the way i see it um is really to be a surface of evolution itself um to really let our species human species survive and thrive on this planet it, it sounds a little bit like maybe crazy but that's that's where it's coming from and For for me, it gives me an immense joy to to be able to help others and to be able to support others in how they are working on themselves, really, because it's not so much about me helping them. It's more about them discovering themselves in a safe place uh, with guided support. And um, yeah, like it's 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 it has a very big um big um calls from from mm. my perspective um and the way i got to that perspective is through my own self-development because this is this is we can go into a whole other topic on this but it's like people move through stages of development which is one of the things i'm working on with my coaching so it's stages of consciousness is how you you can speak to that and it's really it's really going from a more uh, egocentric worldview so for me myself and i to a more the more we move up and through the stages the more it becomes about about a bigger picture a bigger whole other people nature and that's that's where we can see where people are at certain stages of their development and um And then to make the construct healthy is a very, the ego construct healthy is a very important part to be able to strive in this world. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what we work on. And people, most people come in with, it's a funny thing. Most people come in with, oh, I really want to work on this specific thing in my relationship, or I really want to work on this specific thing with my work. And then we start, we start doing the process. And after about three, three months or so, It's like, whoa, I didn't know that all of this was available to me. That's often the response that I get. Um, and there's so much layers and conditioning and, and beliefs and meaning making and stuff that has been there that I haven't seen before. And people just start to really explore themselves and almost like, yeah, like it's really um, beautiful to see how people then take that on for themselves and really see the value of this work um and that's that's something that's 
yeah, from my perspective, can be only be known through the self, through their own self-work um, mm-hmm. and through their self-realization. Yeah. 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 It, it puts it also in a, in a much bigger perspective. So probably they come with a problem and they only scratch on the surface because that's the most obvious, let's say, problem that they have. And if you dig deeper and deeper, then you you'll find really out uh, what it really is about because I find a really uh, super beautiful statement that being in the service of evolution, uh, that's probably going to be the episode title. <laughs> because that's uh, yeah, really, really powerful. Um, we talked a lot uh, about creativity, like uh, creative projects, creative process. Uh, and, but what, what does it really mean to you? Like creativity? Mm. Yeah, so creativity um, for me really means to explore the unknown and explore the silence. Um, from silence, be- from my perspective, silence and emptiness is the is the base base ground for all for everything to be born out of, including cre- and everything is creative in a way. Like, look at a tree. How creative is that? Like. No human mind can can make that up. It's so creative. It's so beyond human existence. And um, cre- and let letting creati- creativity come through through the body and through the through the mind and through the yeah soul, so to speak, um, really can the person really can become a vessel of that creative energy. And that's just that's it's really exploring for the person. Uh, the unknown and uh, the emptiness because that's where everything is born out of and that's for often for a lot of people a scary place to go because we're so used to stuff <laughs> whatever it might be like just a lot of stuff around us so really going within and and I think um, sitting practice I call it sitting practice um, meditation um, is a beautiful tool to do that as well uh because it's just no distractions it's just you yourself and i uh, or me myself and i and going within and exploring that unknown territory and i think creativity is is a way of doing that as well and because one can only truly be creative if it's coming from from the nothingness from from the emptiness um because that's where everything is born and yeah for, for me it's been what I've seen in myself and also in other people, it's just, it's really connecting with something greater than ourselves and uh, connecting with, um, with, with the potential that lies within us all, uh, which is, yeah, a very beautiful process. No. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) really flabbergasted because uh, I also have to like process what you say, because I think, (laughs) <laughs> explore the unknown and explore, explore the silence. Uh, really, really cool, cool statements. Um, how do you put yourself into into a state of uh, a silence or a state of the unknown? Like, how do how mm. can people get started? Uh, by um, putting all distractions away. And what I mean by that is putting away phone and 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 computer and um i think music can be can be there but i think still to a degree it's sort of a distraction um because there's sounds but i also can see that it can be very stimulating for creativity so it it depends where people want to go but i think 
putting distractions away and going in and and also like the mind is just constantly chattering right like to itself so it's like maybe you've noticed this with with yourself that if you with other people you're talking to other people but with your when you're by yourself you're just talking to yourself right so the mind is just going and going and going and that's what i mean by the silence like really really allowing that to just just narrow just like drop down and just like get silence in the mind and that's where creativity really can flourish and i think get a silent mind start with less being less distracted by external factors yeah definitely gonna gonna try that i think it became became very very clear now that uh, like you give a lot to people you you try to help everyone you have also that urge um, let's say within you to um yeah have like that that creative output that you maybe find in the silence uh, also to give that to other people but how do you maintain your energy levels because if you work with people they always take a little bit from you right um is there anything that you specifically do that you yourself maintain that that high level of energy to be able to help others yeah um so well what are what, there are different things that i do one of the things that i do is really good planning <laughs> it sounds very pragmatic but it or, but it is true um really good planning um i work with a coach myself as well uh and that gives me a lot of uh, that gives me a lot of energy so i and i work with a lot of things that I do in my work give me a lot of energy. So yes, there are certain things that are a little bit more, takes me a little bit more energy than that it gives me energy. But when that is like, I balance that out in, in a way that it's, that I both get energy and then can give energy uh, because from an empty cup, there's not much to give in that sense. So I make sure that my energy levels stay stay in balance and and also working out uh going for runs on the beach going for swims just taking care of myself really uh eating healthy no. foods i don't drink at all as in like maybe one drink every through three months or so so that helps a lot i meditate like my life is quite yeah like i choose to live quite a quite a lifestyle in that sense um with generative living hey like i i yeah just like what foods i take in what I, what i read what i uh, wh- where i work out everything is quite is all energy giving in that sense so yeah that gives me a lot of energy and the coaching actually gives me a lot of energy too working with people gives me a lot of energy um i love to when i'm in that process i'm in flow um like there's nothing around me that can really interrupt or come in it's just like flow 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 there's so yeah like yeah it goes it, i think when someone is aligned with what they do energy comes naturally um when when there's draining happening for someone so if someone is actually drained i think i think like the 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 thing with this work is that there's a complete going for it so there's a complete going for it and there's also a complete non attachment at the same time and because when there once there is attachment it can be it can become draining but once there's no attachment so there's no attachment for a certain outcome there's no expectations there's no preferences it just doing the work because you're doing the work it can't really be draining because you're just showing up and doing it so 
that's what like the complete going for it and like going all in and then just a complete non-attachment at the same time um that attitude or state of mind or mindset or whatever we want to call it that's yeah that is really supportive uh for me yeah yeah is there is there still something that uh, you're trying to prove to yourself trying to prove to myself um mm -hmm. no then you're a very balanced person <laughs> <laughs> is that so well i think yeah I it's think a so. really it's a really interesting question um because yeah proving to self like who is there to prove to like this that's 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 what i coach on as well it's like it's it's the ego construct that is feels like it needs to prove itself in a way to who to other people or to itself whatever it might be and it's yeah it's it doesn't is it's it's a demi reality it's not really real so yeah no nice do you think that everyone has a a calling a calling um what do you mean by that when you say calling mm, that everyone has like a specific purpose um why he's um, like part of the the evolution mm, yeah um i think everyone has potential and everyone can use that potential uh, in a way that suits their uh like suits their qualities um i don't necessarily think there is something like a sole purpose or anything like that um no i don't really um i i i, I used to believe that so to speak um but now i um the, 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 from my perspective there's just a higher intelligence that runs through us all and that potential lies within us all so yes there's potential for everyone but i don't really see no. it as a purpose um I think that's a quite a, a slightly different perspective on upon it. Yeah. No. And everyone can can use their potential in a different way then. Yeah, for sure. Like the potential runs through the melodies of the person's qualities, which can be certain things that they're good at or certain things that they like. Or so I think everyone is, uh, yeah, is super unique in that way. Um, unique in a way that the potential runs differently through them um so yeah everyone has has the ability to tap into their potential for sure and again i think that starts with self with the self-work no yeah amazing um also being a little bit mindful of the time um i would also like to bring this podcast uh, slowly home i found it super super interesting like your perspective on a lot of things on on life on purpose on on yeah being in the in the service of evolution and how we can contribute to a to a, maybe a bigger picture um for everyone who is interested to also get to know more in april i think you organize a yes end festival which is fully digital so for everyone who wants to join that uh, check out the website yesend.com probably right mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yes def end. definitely check that out dot com dot au and i think the next festival uh, let me think is in December, if I'm in right. In December, yeah. Yeah, I need yeah. to check that. I'm not on top of that, but <laughs> yeah, but definitely check it out. Yeah, I always end my podcast with uh, three fast questions, um, and I would also like to ask them to you. Okay. So the first question is, um, what are you not very good at right now, and you want to become better at? Surfing. Surfing. Nice. Yes. <laughs> 
That's amazing. That's a good goal. And you're also in a good place to, to do it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> if, if it doesn't happen now, it's ne never going to happen, I think. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, which title would you give this chapter of your life? Ooh. Um, wow. Uh, moving. Dynamic. Moving. Moving dynamic. Moving or moving dynamic? Yeah, it's a little bit moving. Moving can be nice. Moving. Okay. Yeah. And the last question, um, if you could send uh, SMS or WhatsApp or, or iMessage, whatever you prefer, to every mobile phone in this world, um, what would you say? Ooh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it sounds a little bit cheesy, but I would say love runs through us all. <laughs> love love runs through it through us all yeah nice that's a that's a good that's a it positive sounds, it sounds a little bit cheesy maybe but yeah that's what i would say nice amazing uh sarah thank you so much for for sharing your yeah your mind your a piece of your mind uh, it was amazing to to get uh, to know you uh, get to know your vision uh thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me it was an absolute pleasure and um Yeah, really fun to do this, eh? Thanks so much. Thank you for everyone who still stuck around until now that they can listen now to this outro. I found it super impressive how Sarah thinks about the world, how Sarah shares her, her vision and her view on, on personal development. Uh, one thing that stood out for me was the ego construct and that, that's at least the thing that I identified most with. Um, the, the identity structure, what you um, identify yourself with and what are you trying to prove to other people. I think those were the main questions that popped up during that podcast. And the past couple of days I checked in with myself and, and saw what I want to try to prove to myself and what I try maybe to prove to, to other people. And for me, it was a very nice exercise. Um, I also try to introduce the silence and the emptiness a little bit more into my life because I do think those are two important things to be creative, to create, but also to get to know yourself. And especially in times like this where silence and emptiness becomes part of our life due to isolation, due to uh, the coronavirus, I think it's not only good that we check in with ourselves, but we also check in with other people regularly. And uh, yeah, those I think are the two uh, pieces of my mind that I think are important uh, and, and taking out of this, this podcast. And um, yeah, for next week, I have a super, super exciting episode again lined up with a very cool artist. So definitely stay tuned for that. Until then, uh, check out the Instagram channel, follow, comment, share. It's always a much appreciated. And until then, wish you a nice week. Stay connected. Yours truly, Marcus.